0: Standing near my chimney for
1: days and days and days.
2: <laughs> I didn't. I didn't
1: realize we were going to start this episode of the show with, uh, with a spoken word piece by none other than S. M. Bernard. Is there more? I kept inhaling the smoke. It was no joke. Oh, it doesn't have to rhyme. Oh, okay. No, modern prose doesn't have to rhyme. That's true, it doesn't. Yeah, no, although it was a nice little hook right there. Are you? Do you feel like oh, you've been standing
0: next to the chimney too long with I the, feel the like, smoke in the air?
1: Yeah, I do, but I feel like if you had taken that a little further, you could have said, I inhaled the smoke, it was no joke, yet here I am on a podcast with the title, Brian Oak Show. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> i am brian oak that is sean bernard it's episode 176 of the brian oak show uh, here in the smart start mn studios and yes uh on thursday i so i work in radio now right and i've got a thursday gig that i go out and do it's outdoors live music tons of people by the water little blah, 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 blah. it was so gray in the sky yeah. that on my way home from it I feel like Thursday night was probably the worst of it, the peak of it, although yeah. it's been bad for yeah, the last four or five right. days. It's finally starting to abate a little today, but you can still see some haze up there. On the way home, the sun was actually blotted out from the sky, I, You know, because for a while, you can see it as that little red disc. Sure. It got so bad on the way home, I couldn't see the sun anymore, and then when I started to get closer to home... Right there on uh, Lake and Hiawatha, the Hiawatha Bridge goes up over Lake Street right there, Yeah, and you get this gorgeous, beautiful, clear, giant view of the downtown skyline. It's probably my favorite view of the skyline, and I live right in that neck of the woods. I couldn't see a single building, not like a hazy outline, not like, uh, you know, oh, almost literally nothing, and I'm like... Wow, they're not joking. That air quality index is uh, garbage. Uh, Friends of mine were
0: visiting Minneapolis from New York, and they went up to Gull Lake to celebrate their mother's 80th birthday. And they're thinking, boy, we're going to get out of the city, we're going to get out into the open air, and it's going to be gorgeous. They said, you couldn't see 30
1: yards up-and-brainer. It was crazy. Even driving home from that <laughs> event on Thursday, you couldn't see the next overpass coming up on the freeway. And it was a long ways from Forest Lake. And yeah, no, it was, uh, it was really, really, really bad. And I know part of Canada was on fire. Part of Northern Minnesota is on fire. Oh. Originally, I think what happened is like the Pacific Northwest was on fire and that's yes. when it started. And then parts much closer to our neck of the woods got mm. on fire. And it was, it was terrible. I mean, you, I smelled like smoke when I got home on Thursday. You can taste it.
0: You Mm. know, it's at that point
1: where you can actually taste that little bit of smoke. It is like standing too close to the chimney. Well, I mean, dang, man. I... Anytime you want to bring a little spoken word to the program, you're more than welcome. I, I think that was it. That was all I, I have to offer. Okay for today, but I mean, in the future, if you're feeling it, <laughs>
2: it if, almost if the had mood that Jim
0: Morrison like feel to it though, with the with the music in the background when he would just go off and a spoken <laughs> word. Like I love some of those old concerts where it's like the rest of the bandmates are just kind of looking and I'm like, what the they're fuck? Like,
1: Let's just jam, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jim, Jim took too much no acid talking. before we started.
0: <laughs>
2: Jim took
1: too much acid. Just let him explore the space. Hopefully somewhere about the middle of the show, he'll remember how to sing Light My Fire. Yes. Maybe. There's also some of those records, too, that where they, like, would always allow him, like, sort of one indulgent spoken word piece, like Horse Latitudes. <laughs> and the first horse is jettisoned! <laughs> what, are, what are we doing right now,
2: bro?
0: Yeah, they do, there's a couple of times where the bandmates kind of have this look like, uh-huh, we didn't, that, mother I want to what? Yeah, what
1: no, do you know. Well, do? And see now, <laughs> and Robbie, so, Ray Manzarek who played the keyboards loved Jim and was cool yeah. with it. Yeah. Robbie Krieger was just a complete stoner, burnout, he's like, I don't care, man. I'll just sit here and tweak on the guitar. It was John Densmore, the drummer, who hated Jim Morrison. He's like, what the fuck? I mean, I know we got hits, and I know without him we're not popular, but what the actual fuck is going on right here? Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't love that band precisely for the reason you're talking about, but I happen to remain a stalwart fan of me The too, Doors. Me too. You mentioned talking and doing your spoken word over that opening music. That was done by a band that's joined us on this podcast before black widows oh yeah uh you may remember when corinne and pamela came by and they were what's the word i'm looking for i feel like if i say feisty it sounds like i'm talking down to women and that's the yeah. last epic thing i'm gonna no. do to them because they were cool fierce. as shit i would say fierce, fierce for sure but i mean like just brave and smart and unafraid and interesting and talented and absolutely doing whatever the freak they felt like and I loved them and they were wonderful and they're really cool they're called the Black Widows they do this mix of Psychedelia and Surf and Tiki and Exotica they're a really cool band and they're probably which is a heartbreaker going to be playing in about 15 minutes which means we're going to miss them because we're recording a podcast oh. on this Saturday the final day of July they are part of day two of Palm Fest which is happening at Palmer's Bar, a sponsor of this fine program that's happening all weekend long. It kicked off last night. We're going to hear from an artist who played last night. We're also going to hear plenty of the music like Black Widows that plays today, and we'll even hear a little music that's happening tomorrow. It's a three-day mini-festival on the West Bank in South Minneapolis. Before we go further on Palm Fest, though, I feel like we should do right by our primary naming sponsor, Smart Start MN. We recently spoke with Ed Cohn of Smart Start MN, who is a deep music head who knows we might even see him there tonight when we head over to Palm Fest it would not surprise me he's out and about quite a bit yeah he is he he loves music which is one of the reasons he decided to be a part and make Smart Start MN a part of what we do here at the Brian Oak Show what is it we do here really a little bit of everything and apparently now that's expanded to include (laughs) spoken word by Sean Bernard I think you'd be still be
0: a lot better at the spoken word than.
1: Here's the deal, like I so I can say it in a weird deep baritone. Sure. But I the, the words don't come to me like like regular conversational words come to me, but you with your weird arty cubist approach A lot of cubism with me. To prose Picasso. Okay. (laughs) You're like Guernica in human form. I am. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. A lot of people have said that about you. (laughs) Smart Start MN is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. What does that mean? It means that they have a device they can put in your car. If you drink and drive, you're losing your license. Whether you're found guilty or not, you're losing your license and you need to get back into your car. I mean, I know there are people out there who get by without a vehicle, they rely on public transportation, or they're those bicycle fanatics, maybe even that recumbent bicycle thing where you're sitting down like in a Barker lounger.
0: Yeah, there's a lot, Uh, what is it, like I think you hit 68 and you're required (laughs) to sit down Y- you and, know, and do and the back. recumbent bicycle thing? It almost looks like you could be napping back there, but you're pedaling. Well, one day time. soon
1: with modern technology, you can. Speaking of modern technology, <clears throat> if you don't rely on public or personal <laughs> transportation and you need your car to get around like the vast majority of us, you may find yourself in need of the services of Smart Start MN, their Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. They are the ones who invented the well they didn't invent it in like their basement or anything it's not like apple or anything like that but they're the ones who brought it to bear who worked with the legislature and made it an actual program in minnesota lots of other people when they see things that are successful they're like oh i can come in and take some of that for myself this is the original Minnesota Ignition Interlock Company. If local matters to you, if working with good people matters to you, and if getting back in your car matters to you, it's Smart Start MN. That's the way to go.
0: Yeah, go to smart smartstartmn.com smart slash the Brian Oak Show. you get 20% off the installation of the Ignition Interlock.
1: And I know Sean and I could really quite literally go on forever, and we often do Especially if you can conjure up a little more of that spoken word. I oh. kind of, it was so unexpected. I think that's why I enjoyed it that's so much. That's why I did it, because you had this look like, just
0: like uh, the Doors drummer. Like you yeah. were like what's, I'm like, what's happening? What's actually <laughs> happening right now?
1: And I know for a fact that you're not on acid unless you're actually on acid. Palmer Fest, <laughs> Our Palm Fest is what they call it. Uh, Palmers is also another recent addition to our list of sponsors here on The Brian Oak Show, episode 176. So no guests today, but Sean and I thought, well, we both love music. Let's go ahead and feature some songs by artists who are performing at this weekend's Palm Fest, because we love Tony Zaccardi, we love the West Bank, we love the local music scene, and so many of these artists have already made appearances on this particular show. So let's go ahead and just enjoy a little music while we enjoy today's podcast, shall we? Now, this first song comes from last night, night one of Palm Fest, which featured some very cool stuff. Little Dave Merriman out of Chicago, a band called The Arrivals, Cat Bath, who are cool as hell, and Monica LaPlante, who burst onto the scene a few years ago. And she continues to work and create music. There's a snarl. There's a rough edge. There's a raw edge to the music that she does. And she works with Christy Costello, who was a recent guest on the podcast. And I don't know. You bring that much edge. You got to be careful. Get too close. You're going to get yourself cut. Music by Monica LaPlante on The Brian Oak Show. Monica has much newer stuff than that, but that song, from the first time I heard it, I remember I was working at a little radio station in town called The Current, and we put that on, I'm like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) This is cool as hell. And I've been in love ever since. Now, she's got a lot of other good stuff. She put out the Quarantine EP last year, got a great seven-inch out called Tinted Light. She's got other stuff out there, but that remains, to this day, my favorite song by Monica LaPlante, who helped kind of ring things in. She was the headliner last night at Palm Fest over on the West bank at tony zaccardi's palmer's bar and that's what we're focusing on this entire episode is minnesota music that's going to be featured there as well monica's cool man i uh, i'm a fan i'm really looking forward to this uh to the show tonight this
0: should be fantastic so you
1: and i are going to go so literally as we record this right now there is the afternoon session going on red sabbath who are a black sabbath tribute band in fact they could already be done right now hastings 3000 have you ever seen him live no i haven't so I only did once, and it was on a record store day, and I'd heard his name, I had heard of him, knew of his aura and his aspect, didn't know anything about him, and Hastings 3000 is a guy who I honestly still don't know what his face looks like, because the only time I met him, he was wearing a gas mask. Not. Oh, oh what, yeah, okay, that's right.
0: Mask? That's a good point.
1: I had a gas mask in here you at did. some
0: point. Where did it go? Huh. That's kind of crazy. Did somebody come in here and steal your
1: gas mask, or did you use it for something? It's not like people are coming in and cleaning. That's true. <laughs> it's pretty that's pretty clear. That's definitely true. In the Smart Start MN studio. That's a very good question. I wonder if I took that somewhere. Anyway, we'll get back to that, but that's his aspect. He brings a guitar, an amplifier, and a gas mask, and... I don't know, centuries of rock rage and lights everyone's face on fire. And that's what he does. He's probably doing it literally as we're recording right now in the Smart Start MN studio and then Black Widow's wrapping things up this afternoon. Then a little interval, as we like to call it in the theater business. Hmm. You've been in the theater business. I have. Yeah. Did you ever, did you ever play <laughs> did You ever play Hamlet or? No. Nothing like no, that? No, not at all. Anything, I- any, any character I ever, anyone would have ever heard?
0: Oh, I was in Greece. You know what the worst musical... Go on. I'm oh, listening. Oh, the worst Come musical. Come on. Hit me. I'll tell you this very quick story. So... doesn't have to be quick. We got time. Little Abner. Fucking awful. Oof. Awful, awful, awful. I didn't awful. know there was a musical it's version. so bad. I it...
1: remember the old school black and white cartoon, the three panel cartoon that would be yes. in the newspaper all yeah. the time. And I'm like, who cares about this? You yeah, know, he was a lovable giant doofus who wore overalls that just had the one strap, and then there was Nellie Mae or whatever her name was. Daisy Mae. Daisy Mae, the the cute buxom blonde with the straw hat who was his gal. And I was Earthquake Magoon. Earthquake Magoon! My
0: secret desire is to marry Daisy Mae. That's who I was, that guy. And they had to stuff my shirt... (laughs) Full of muscles for the show. So I sent, this is a great story. I send the VHS copy to my uncle, who I knew loved musical theater up here in Minneapolis Uh uh, while I'm down in Phoenix. And about two weeks later, I get the tape back with a note on it.
1: Uh, sorry, cannot watch this. This is my least favorite musical of all time. <laughs> now, there are a lot of bad musicals out there. Oh, I had no idea terrible. L- Lil Abner had ever been turned oh. into a musical. I, I mean, But there are a lot of musicals. Like, you and I both have a love of musical theater. Yeah, right? I do. I, you, I love it, yeah. Do you remember Starlight Express? Yeah,
0: oh, yeah. We had a kid that from my high school that starred on Broadway in uh, Starlight Express. Where
1: they're all kind of train cars, and they're on roller yes, skates. Yes, and, yeah. But it's really awful. Like, yeah. the songs aren't good. And yep. But it got... Pretty popular for just how terrible it was, but I've never even heard of Lil Abner. I'm sorry, just to make sure before I let it go too far, I'd like to embed it in my brain. Was that Earthquake
0: Magoon? Yes. Earthquake Magoon was my character's name. Huh. Yeah. And I was the one who Daisy Mae was going to end up with, but ended up with Lil Abner instead. (laughs) The kids in the show really liked it. I hated it while I was doing it.
1: Yeah. But, but when you're young, it's fun to be in a musical. It's just fun because you're all... Dude, I, was, I was Merlin in high school in that Camelot. That is badass, though. Well, That's that, badass. Here's the bummer. Yeah. Merlin didn't have a musical number. Merlin yeah. was very involved in the very first act, but then he gets abducted by the fairy minuet, and they're gone forever. And he doesn't... So he gets to inform young King Arthur... What was his name? Gob? What did he call him? He had some nickname for him. But he doesn't get a song. So I, then I came back and I was part of the chorus as Sir Sagramore for the rest of the show.
0: You know who we're going to have on this show someday when he's in town visiting? Tell me. Marty Greninger. Oh, goddamn we and are. And the reason why I bring that up is Marty has my favorite, like, he, he hates musicals. Yeah. And he, he said this to him, I just thought was classy. He goes, you know what I fucking hate, Sean? You know what I hate? I hate it when they say what they're going to do and then they sing about it. <laughs> The mayor and the the <laughs> whatever the mayor and the funeral director are going to have a fight. And here comes the song.
1: The mayor and the funeral. I it's funny that it. you're using that because that literally happened to me. The only other musical I was in was Oklahoma, and I was oh, Paul Connors. Yeah, yep. The one song I got in Oklahoma was the farmer and the cowman should be friends. Oh. And someone literally right before the song comes in. Comes up and like does a well, gosh, y'all! The farmer and the cowman should be friends. Do 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 do, do, do Is that do, do, the one do, with Judd or Judd is dead, or what? What is? I, I can't remember. It's the one that's got you know. I I can sing the opening song. It might be South Pacific. It's then, the thing. one that I'm just a gal who can't say no. Yes, yes. Oh man, did people realize they were tuning in to hear us sing songs from musicals before we <laughs> before before that we we play any more music from tonight's Palm Fest? The headlining, the Saturday night, the the beef in the beef sandwich, which is actually going to be really cool because we've had guests from both of these bands on the show, multiple guests. We'll get to that momentarily. But since we're still talking about Hurricane Magoon, Earthquake Magoon, Earthquake Magoon, Earthquake Magoon, in addition to his long, rich history in musical theater and improv, Sean Bernard also happens to be a modern-day realtor. He works for Edina Realty at the 50th and France location, and you're hectic. You're busy. Something happened, and it, it went from, like, everyone being afraid to do anything to now everybody wanting to do all the things.
0: Yeah, I did some showings this morning. I also stopped by an open house, and the realtor that was there said, it's really slow today, like, for the first time in a very long time. That was very odd. I also just sold my aunt's place and then I just sold my friend Martha's place in less than a day. Here's what was amazing about both situations. In neither case did they did the sellers drag it on and on so they could be greedy and get as much money. You know, hey, I get it. Some of you that are listening absolutely love money and it just is the greatest thing ever. But you know what I really love is mm. reasonable people. Yeah. Reasonable people on both sides. Agreed. Let's just be decent, reasonable people and kind of look at the market and be fair. Now, I'll do what you want me to do, but ultimately, just be reasonable. It was so cool to hear my friend Martha on the very first day say, no, that's fine, what I just got that offer. That really works, and they're being really flexible on my closing
1: date. I'm going to go with that. Well, and in this day and age, I feel like that even as the seller, even though you're trying to maximize the value because this is where you're putting your money, this is, a, for most people, the largest investment you'll ever make... You're still going to make more money than you would have a year ago or two years ago, significantly more money, but you don't have to absolutely squeeze every last drop of blood out of that particular term. No, and
0: houses still have to appraise, and it gets weird if the house doesn't appraise. Exactly. If you know somebody that's looking to buy or sell, 612-859-2594, giving money to...
1: musicians and artists here locally with every buy or sell. Let's go ahead and hear some more music. So we, we're talking this entire episode, episode 176 of the Brian Oak Show, about Palm Fest happening at Palmer's Bar. Palmer's Bar is the newest sponsor for the Brian Oak Show. We've known its proprietor, Tony Zaccardi, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Tony is a good one. Tony survived the pandemic, and not every bar can say that. I mean, he is in an area that's a very interesting area in southeast Minneapolis right now for trying to make a go of it in business even without the pandemic. And then the pandemic happened and everything slowed down. I was really worried that Palmer's wasn't going to make it, but Palmer's had made it. And people are not just flocking, but flooding back in to see all the live music they have on that gorgeous patio that they have out back there. It's a cool place to hang out. So Palm Fest is happening all this weekend. And one of the bands. (coughs) I'm fine. That smoke I inhaled over the last five days. We need to have a little oxygen tank right over here just for Grandpa to be able to. I like it. Just a little pull. Just one quick pull off the hookah. No, not the hookah. (laughs) The oxygen tank. Okay. Anyway, my point was this. I got a little too excited talking about Palmer's there. Grandpa's got to remember he's not the spry young man that he once was. Um, The daytime session's going on right now. This evening, we've got two fantastic Minnesota bands that are fronted by two very thoughtful, extremely talented Minnesota singer-songwriters. Well, I guess technically one sort of wisconsin but you know what I'm talking about. We He's call been them, here long enough. We call them Minnesota bands deep in our heart. That would be Romantica. We just had Ben Kyle on a, lo- a while ago. And Farewell, Milwaukee. Now, Farewell, Milwaukee, we haven't had Ben on in quite some time.
0: No, we wanted to have him on this week, uh, this last week, but he had to go celebrate his mom's birthday. I guess. Whatever's
1: most important to you,
0: Ben. Jeez.
1: Actually, interestingly, Selfish. both <laughs> bands tonight at Palmer's are going to be fronted by a Ben. We'll talk more about Farewell Milwaukee in just a moment. First, let's hear a little bit of their music. And uh, you picked a good one right here.
0: I like this one. And Aaron, uh, his bandmate, sings harmony with him on this one.
3: sound is coming in quick And the night is getting black And it's making us sick My eyes are getting tired From watching you lose Eyes are fixed on me, too. Can't you feel all the dirt from their money, the leather from their briefcase, chill from their cold, cold heart? Sit down and don't ask questions, they never will. your favorite shoes and let the sunlight in cause tomorrow we're going driving right off that cover You know that they're coming round to get you, standing right behind you. Their eyes are fixed on me, too. Can't you feel all the dirt from their money, leather from their briefcase, chill from their cold, cold, don't you know that they're coming round to get you, standing right behind you? Their eyes are fixed on me, too. Can you feel all the dirt from their money, leather from their briefcase, chill from their cold, cold heart?
1: Oh, they are awfully, awfully good. You know they're kind of Americana, but there's more to it than that. You know, I mean, there's a folky angle to it, there's a singer songwriter angle to it. I just I love that band. Everyone in that band. Here's what I'll tell you: the very first time I met them, and then every time I've met them since, they're all smiley. They're all nice. They're all like not like cloyingly kind or unnecessarily kind. No, they're all just kind. They're
0: really decent. And actually, on that one, Aaron was singing lead, and Ben Lubick was singing harmony. But, mm-hmm. but. Uh, ben, in particular, he's the one I know the best, and I've had coffee with him, and just a just a happy dude. Loves his life, loves his wife and his family, and he's
1: just, he's a good dude. And he he moved out to the country, and he's yeah. just sort of living that dream life, and seems to have found peace. the fuck is that like?
0: I don't know how that happened.
1: <laughs> Lucky. Also, I believe the drummer's name is Brad Fox. Am I right about yes. that? Brad Fox and his wife, I don't know if they still have it, oh. but they had... A home improvement That's show right I saw it on HGTV yeah. I remember laying there at one point at two in the morning when my sleep schedule was particularly out of whack and I'm like I know that dude how do I know that dude so I got up and I looked at it online I'm like really that guy I mean he's he's sort of a towering figure he's a big tall guy yes, but he is. and his wife go through and rehab homes in Minneapolis and the surrounding area
0: yeah, I can't remember the name of the show right now, Rehab something or other. But yeah, I but can't yeah it's really well done. And it got picked up again for, uh, I think, a second season. Oh, so, it did? Okay, yeah. so I didn't even know. Yeah, pretty cool. I, I mean, it's one of the many, many, many rehab shows, but it's pretty cool.
1: But most of them, what I've what I've come to find about HGTV, like for me, the thought of rehabbing a home sounds like a nightmare. I don't really, I can hang shelves. I can put up curtains. I can even change hinges on doors. Yeah. But that's about the extent of my home improvement capabilities. So when someone's like, oh, we're doing an entire kitchen rehab, I'm like, oh, well, then... Hire these people because these people are smart. They got a better sense of style. They know exactly what they're doing. I always prefer to go that way. But there seems to be a hyper-local thing like, oh, I do Florida coastal homes or I do homes strictly in Cincinnati or Indianapolis or whatever.
0: Well, it seems like there's always a nightmare with a lot of these houses that they pick up to rehab, too, that there's there's way more wrong with them. That's the scary part for me. Uh I've done the work. I've literally ripped a house apart and put it back together again. I don't ever ever want to do that again (laughs) it's a marriage killer
2: (laughs) it is
1: and let's be honest even on the best of days marriages are a little bit of work i am brian oak that is sean bernard another band that's performing tonight at palm fest uh headlining tonight is a band whose lead singer and primary songwriter main creative force behind it joined us very recently on the podcast and that would be one irish expat Ben Kyle, if you've not listened to that episode, I highly recommend going back and listening to it because Ben, well, A, he's soft-spoken, but somehow in that soft-spokenness, and he doesn't have one of those overpowering Irish accents like your Cosgrove, no, just right? A little. just a lilt. Just a little bit, but he's a Northern Ireland guy, he's lived in uh, the States for a very long time, since he was a teenager. Looks like he's about 35 years old. It's annoying. Yeah. It, I mean, A, handsome. B, talented. D, decent human being. Also, the father to a large brood of lilins. It's amazing. At five kids. Okay, settle down. <laughs> It was a nice try. He's
0: just a soft. He's just got the soft and a little bit of the upward.
1: But we I mean, we, it. it was a cool episode. Yeah, we, we talked about the troubles. We talked about. And for people who don't know the troubles, the whole, you know, political Ireland for the Irish thing going like on. Car bombing. and A lot know. of it. You know, yeah. school bus bombings, terrible things that happened. And it was a part of day to day life for young Ben Kyle. But now he lives here and somehow he's maintained a good attitude and a soft spoken nature, has created this big, beautiful family, has nothing not only survived, but thrived on the other end of Lyme's disease, which is no joke, man. There was a time his, when he when he talks about his experience with it, I mean, he was literally clinging to life, couldn't remember the names of his own children.
0: That hit me hard. I listened back to that part of the episode, and I just, the, the fact that he went through that, and I've had friends that have had Lyme's disease that didn't go into the detail that he did on that show, and uh-huh. how he was like, couldn't remember his kids' names. right. He was trying to remember like how many children do I have? What are their names? Like to be at that point scary as hell. I will say this about him. Yeah. He's one of these guys that you just know would be a happy runner. Just cuz he's tall, he's thin, he's got long legs and he just have the smile on his face while he's <laughs> running. I love watching people like that run cuz we li- we live near Minnehaha Creek. We li- live live near the lakes and you see these people running around the lake and there's people my size or your size and you're thinner than I am.
1: Uh, not much. But they
0: just look like they're fucking miserable yeah. when they're running no but then there's the happy runner yeah just the long legs the long stride and they just look at it like it's effortless and they're just they're doing three laps around Harriet. Uh-huh. you know exactly just right around the big no and not big those, deal. Not those
1: <laughs> irritating uh, like overly defined people who are like i didn't even leave the shirt or the house with the shirt <laughs> like they just have their running shorts on and their shoes oh and yeah like, you don't have a shirt with you oh i didn't bring my shirt because i don't need a shirt and they're just Sean. just floating along yeah with a big smile well congratulations <laughs> Ben I'm not sure if Ben is a runner but I do know he's an excellent singer-songwriter and I do know that this band right here will be headlining tonight at Palm Fest uh, at Palmers over on the west Bank this is music from romantica on the Brian Oak show
4: I took a tree in Nashville woke up Pay the bills. We played a bar in Austin Underneath the stars in Charleston I was praying for my family They'd get on without me Baby, it gets lonely still And my heart is the highway Driving to a bar Singing words for pretty girls Forgetting who they are Why do we burn so bright through the Look at all the beautiful Southern girls smile I said, Texas, here we are You are not the only lonely star I wrote a song for you Voilà Here we are. You are not the only lonely star. I said, Texas.
1: They are going to be headlining tonight at Palm Fest. That would be Romantica. And if I'm not mistaken, the proprietor of the bar that that's taking place at, Palmer's Bar, which you can get all the details on Palm Fest and all the other shows they have happening all summer long out on their back patio at palmersbar.net. Is he not also in Romantica with our friend Ben Kyle?
0: He is indeed. One of my favorite parts of the last time he was on the show, and it wasn't in a happy way, it was that he said during the... The P word, the pandemic. Mm. He just sitting there at Palmer's by himself, yep, alone in tears. And he wasn't joking. He's like, Yeah, how in the hell am I gonna make this work? So it's gonna be great to see his face tonight. Yep, with a big ass smile on his face, performing
1: at his own bar. I couldn't agree more. No, I was gonna give him a hard time for, like, huh. Made your band the headliner, did you? (laughs) But you know what? I couldn't be happier for him because, again, you and I have talked about this so many times. The number of people, the number of bright lights who make this community the part of what it is, the number of decent people. Sean and I agreed a long time ago we're not working with assholes. And whatever Tony Zaccardi is, he is the opposite of that. Yeah. So I am super happy he's still around. Very grateful that he's been willing to be a sponsor right here on the Brian Oak Show. And it is going to be fun to watch him play tonight to an absolutely packed patio out there. It's going to be fun. And it's not going to be as hot as it's been. I Nowhere mean, it's, near. It, yeah, it's it's warm, I mean, but
0: it's not nearly as bad as it was. And I feel like the smoke has cleared a little bit, but.
1: Well, no, it absolutely has cleared a little bit. It's still out there, but it's nothing like it was on Thursday. (sighs) Nothing like what inspired your spoken word at the top of the program. Man, I love the spoken word. (laughs) <laughs> I know you do it was it came out of nowhere, and it was so confident, but I'm telling you you missed an opportunity to rhyme oak with joke and smoke, yeah, that's I need to get something to think about. It's like a muscle keep exercising gotta keep exercising, it. Gotta keep exercising <laughs> your muscle. I want to oh. thank uh, our uh our, our other recent sponsor. That would be Forgotten Star Brewing yes. in Fridley. Now, for those of you who uh, don't leave the 394-694 loop, don't worry about it, okay? Breathe. In fact, they might be inside the they 394. They are inside the loop, yeah. Oh, well, then never mind. Here's some people who are city rats, right? Now, I am a city rat. Yeah, me too. But I'm not afraid of going outside. I grew up outside that loop, and I routinely, for my other job, go outside that loop camping getting out of town whatever it's okay you don't have to be afraid of the suburbs you're still inside the loop here you can clearly see the downtown skyline of minneapolis from forgotten star brewing plus that building is so freaking cool you're driving into this incredible huge sprawling industrial park and then soaring into the sky are these two giant smokestacks oh yeah on this ancient building but they're beautiful. They've been done up. They've been refurbished. It's a really cool location.
0: And aren't you thankful that they didn't tear that building down? Oh my God. God. I hate it when we tear down our historic buildings. And
1: Minneapolis and surrounding areas are worse at it than most places. I used to work downtown St. Paul Mm -hmm. and downtown St. Paul really kind of seems to have gone out of its way to save more of that than most places. A lot of it's still been torn into the dirt, but it's so easy to be like, let's tear this down and put up one of these ugly condos that apparently are all the rage these days they look Uh, like something that you bought at ikea and had to spend the weekend putting together um it's not a good look i don't care for it at all no this building is historical the inside is fantastic all the brick what a good two three stories tall on the inside yes and just windows 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 which i love
0: i'm a big natural light guy but you have the rail yard on one side and you can see downtown minneapolis they're dog friendly inside and out they have food trucks uh, that go there almost every day mm-hmm.
1: uh, they do allow outside food which is kind of cool but and they're also going to be doing more and more outside events at their new outdoor performance space yep. as the summer moves forward dot com, and also i mean andy and matt are both really cool guys and they also have apparently a don't work with jerk holes policy because they hire the best in the biz so the customer service is good too
0: it's funny that sometimes people come on the show and they say they might be a little nervous but and they were kind of like that. But then they came on the show and they were just fine. It was a fantastic conversation. You get to learn more about them and that they're great guys and we're so happy to have them as sponsors of the show. Very,
1: very grateful. Do you think that sometimes when people come on a podcast, they're nervous because they're in the presence of the great Brian Oak? I can't even say it with a straight <laughs> I face. I don't believe it. They well, it's don't believe crazy. it. You
0: wouldn't look me in the eye when I you said it. I couldn't because I was trying to <laughs> hold it together. I was
1: trying to make it sound real. And I think that's one of the corniest things ever. I think there are people who think of a podcast or showing up on your radio show or whatever. It, it's intimidating, right? I mean, even people who are performers sometimes sitting down and having a microphone shoved right in your mouth and and having to... To talk about stuff that matters to you, like you can do it when you're sitting down with a couple of friends. You put some microphones in the room and sometimes it, it freaks people out. Well a little we're bit. all
0: I think people that are not broadcasters, I mean you you're worried about sound like a dumbass is really what it's about. And you're working with somebody who Sounds like a dumbass on the regular. But is good at it and yeah. can BS their way through anything. I mean that's let's true. face it, that's part of what your training is. That's true. Is you can find your way back and and you know conversation and things like that that probably doesn't mean anything to anybody else but right but you know all that stuff and they don't so they're afraid that they're gonna sound like a total dipshit right you're gonna ask them some question they're gonna
1: freeze up and say something stupid i just i think you know after 25 years of being on the radio in this town and i don't know i mean rapidly approaching 200 episodes of this podcast oh. people would realize no, Oak's a bigger idiot than I could ever be. I'm not going to screw this up worse than he does it. So, you know, it's just it's um I don't ever want people who come on here to be nervous, but they do it. But we do our best to make sure they understand this. The MN Smart Start Studio is our tree fort, right? I mean, this is is our blanket fort. This is where we're just hanging out and we're having conversations and playing music. And we should probably do that. We should also probably wrap up the show because I'm going to be emceeing Palm Fest tonight, at least for the second part of it. You are. And we're both going to be there, yeah?
0: Absolutely. I'm bringing my uh, bride down there tonight. Should Me too. Yep. All right. Fantastic.
1: Well, fantastic. Let the gals catch up. If anybody would like to know anything about Palm Fest happening all weekend long at Palmer's on the West Bank, it is palmersbar.net, all one word, palmersbar.net. And come out and join us. And thank you for listening. So again, thanks to all of our sponsors, Smart Start MN. We want to thank Forgotten Star Brewing. I want to thank Sean Bernard. Thank you, Sean. Thanks, Brian. Who works at the Diner Realty, the 50th in France location, and of course, thanks to Palmer's Bar. We're going to wrap things up with the headliner of the Sunday portion of the Palm Fest program, and that would be someone who, you know, it's weird how age factors into the creation of music, right? Becky Capel is not a spring chicken, but shit, neither am I, right? And neither are you. And people always like to make a lot of the, uh, of the fact that well, she came to the game a little later than usual. <laughs> But it doesn't really matter to me as long as the music's good and the songs are good and both those things happen to be true. So you can catch her tomorrow at Palm Fest. But don't forget tonight, you can still catch Farewell Milwaukee and Romantica. You can also catch the one and only Sean Bernard. It's exciting. It is exciting stuff. We'll leave you with the music of Becky Capel on episode 176 of The Brian Oak Show.